Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Last week's podcast was a bad one, if I'm being honest. Like I said, I'm new to this. Y'all going to have to bear with me. But this week, we're trying something new. We're going to get a few storylines in. We're not doing every game updates. And next week, I think I'm going to try to bring Austin on the pod. Uh, he is the co-host, so hopefully he'll have some time. You know, give us a little chat. Talk to us a little bit. If he can't, I'll try to find someone else. But yeah, we're just going to keep trying different things, see what works out for us, what we like. And so y'all just let me know. Y'all let me know y'all's thoughts, what y'all hated, what y'all liked, all that good stuff. Um, on today's podcast, we're talking about, you know, first we're going to start off with injuries. Um, yeah, uh, in my life, I've never seen so many injuries, especially to the top tier big names of the game. Uh, Nick Bosa, Sam Thomas, Jimmy G, Raheem Mostert, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Christian McCaffrey, Paris Campbell, Malik Hooker, Devontae Adams, Cam Akers, Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, Byron Jones, Anthony Barr, Rashad Perriman, Bruce Irvin, and Brandon Scherf. All big names, all injured, five torn ACLs. The 49ers have already came out and said they don't want to play at MetLife anymore. Uh, they played the Jets there week two. They played the Giants there week three. They said the turf was sticky. And I don't know. I don't know if it's new turf. I don't know if it's not worn in. I don't know if it's been kept, you know, kept bad. Uh, but yeah, they said it's sticky. They don't want to play there. They're anxious. They're worried. It was terrible. Uh, you know, and I don't. I don't know who's in charge of that. I don't know if the Jets and Giants have a, you know, a turf maintenance guy. I don't know how that works because um, they do split it. It's a little confusing, but. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen this week, so I'm going to try to keep updated with what's going on there, but yeah, they definitely don't want to play there. Um, yeah, injuries this, this week are crazy. I mean, Saquon's out for season. Bosa and Solomon Thomas are both out for season with torn ACLs. It's, that's a number one overall pick and a number three overall pick for the 49ers, and they're Super Bowl or bust. After losing it last year, they're definitely looking to go back with basically the same team. I mean, they traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts. But uh, they added Javon Kinlaw in the draft. But now, I mean, two of their—I mean—they're known for that defensive line, and two of their top guys are out, and they traded their other top guy in the offseason. So it's going to be a tough one. They do have an easier schedule coming up, so they can get by with their backup quarterback and their third-string running back, if you want to call them that. Cause, uh, and they have Mostert, who I believe is number one. Then they have Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, who are kind of two and three. Uh, but Coleman, Tevin Coleman, got hurt too. I believe his is an ankle. So, you know, they, they have an easy schedule coming up, though, so they should be fine. Uh, it's just whenever you get close to the playoffs, we'll see how that D-line reacts. But yeah, um, so uh, Atlanta Cowboys, if y'all didn't get a chance to watch that game, I know the highlights are free on YouTube, probably about 10 minutes long. But, yeah, that Cowboys team came back, and that was that was incredible. One, Definitely one of the best comebacks. And so – with the onside kick that happened, I don't know if Atlanta thought it had to go 10 yards before they touched it or if maybe they didn't think it was going to go 10 yards because the ball was spinning like sideways, right? It looked like a hurricane. It was it was a weird play, and you kind of you probably kind of have to. I mean, if you're the Cowboys and if you're Greg Zerline, you think, all right, with these new rules, they can't run to get the onside kick. They have to wait till you know the kicker kicks it. So maybe they were trying a new strategy and it worked out for them. I, I don't know, uh, but that's bad special teams play for Atlanta and obviously bad defense. But even their offense, I mean, they had they got the defense picked up three fumbles in the first quarter and the offense only scored 20 points. They definitely should have had a bigger lead 
They're definitely could have. I mean, just but I'm not going to fault the offense. They've, it's the, the Falcons' offense is crazy. Matty Ice is going off. they got three good receivers right now. But, yeah, the Falcons blew another lead. Are you surprised? Not really, but that's that. Um, Minshew Mania, Minshew Magic, call it what you want. He is here to stay. I've said it before the season started. I knew Jacksonville wasn't going to have the worst record. I, I didn't think they were going to be good. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team. But I didn't think they were going to have the worst record. And I thought if they wanted Trevor Lawrence, they were definitely going to have to trade up for him in the draft. Minshew's playing great. I don't know if they even – they're probably still going to get Trevor Lawrence if they can. But I think Minshew's – I'll say it, I think he's a franchise guy. He's probably not as good as Trevor Lawrence in the long run. But that's not the only problem with the Jags. It's not like we need a quarterback and we're good. They need a lot. They, they need to change their organization. I mean, it's just toxic. 25% of the uh, of the grievances last season were against the Jags. And that has to do with Tom Coughlin. I mean, he was terrible. You got an old-school guy with a bunch of young school – or not young school <laughs> – with a bunch of uh, new young guys that they drafted that just they, – they clash. But the, the whole – they have a lot more problems just quarterback. And I don't even know if you want to say quarterback's a problem with how Minshew's playing so far. I mean, this week he had – 339 yards and two touchdowns to go with two interceptions, and one of the interceptions wasn't even his fault. So, I mean, say what you want and about the Jags. They they could sneak into the playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they will, but if they and if they if they don't, and they still let's say they get six wins, my problem is that they'll probably not fire the coach in Doug Marone, and I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I don't think he's bad, but just he's got a conservative defense in a in a cover three a four three cover three defense, and then he has a non aggressive offense. So it's like that just that just doesn't seem like a formula for winning to me. But uh, you know that'll be an interesting storyline, especially if Minshew keeps playing how he is. I mean, they put up thirty points this week against a pretty good Titans defense. I mean, they lost Jarrell Casey, but that's more for the run, and they gained Clowney for the pass. So, I don't know. Say what you want, but Jags are fun to watch. Minshew's a franchise guy, in my mind. Um, Another young quarterback, Josh Allen, for the Buffalo Bills. You know, in the past, he was always getting knocked for, you know, inaccurate whenever he was throwing. But so far this season, 729 passing yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, yeah, they do have Stephon Diggs that they got this offseason and traded with the Vikings. To add, with, they have John Brown. They got two good running backs and Devin Singletary, and they have the rookie Zach Moss, a rook, or yeah, third round rookie out of Utah. Um, they have a decent line. They have one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL, especially with Sean McDermott running it, and they have a good defense. It's been there, but this just shows even against two bad defenses in the Jets and Dolphins. This shows Josh Allen's been working on it. He hears the critics. He hears that he's not good at throwing, uh, you know, the deep ball or medium whatever it is, and this is him working on it, and he's proven us all wrong. They're a playoff team, and I'm excited to watch them play the Patriots, especially since they get to play them twice this season with the way Cam Newton's playing. That'll be fun to watch. Another, now we're moving on to rookie quarterback. Started with a two-year, went to a three-year rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert. Um, found out five or six seconds before kickoff that he was starting. Came out today, a team doctor punctured Tyrod Taylor's lungs whenever he was trying to give him a painkiller injection. I mean, it sucks to be that doctor, sucks to be Tyrod Taylor. Probably sucks for the Chargers all around. But they did get to preview 
their number six overall pick, quarterback out of Oregon, Justin Herbert. He looked good. Uh, well, I'll say this. He looks like he has potential. All right. Justin Herbert played great. I think they had to dumb down the offense. I think he, he didn't look nervous. He looked he, – he didn't look ready. He looked uh, just kind, not confused, but just kind of like overwhelmed. And not that he's in the NFL. It looked more like the he just didn't understand the offense quite yet, which is understandable. Rookie quarterback, learning a new system, you know, not only not only taking over for Phillip Rivers – but I mean, now he's got Tyrod Taylor teaching him, so that helps. But there's no, there's not really an off season, and that that's not going to help him at all. I, I just don't think he's ready yet. But I do think the Chargers found their guy. I mean, he strong arm. He has all the physical abilities that you want in a quarterback. I think it's just going to be him learning the offense. Hopefully, Anthony Lynn stays their coach. He can he can stay with the same offense for a few years, and then he'll be their starter. He'll he'll definitely be their starter by the end of the year. No doubt. But I think the longer he can sit behind, you know, a veteran and Tyrod Taylor, the best. But they already they did say he's starting week three. Um, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, should be better. I mean, he's not going up against the Kansas City Chiefs or anything. And Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid, you know. But so watching that game, Tony Romo said, uh, you know, it's probably better that Herbert found out five seconds before kickoff rather than a day before. Because he didn't have he didn't have time to think about it he didn't he didn't have to sleep on it he just got to go in there and go oh I'm starting like right now you know and that probably helped him out with nerves and could be a reason he played better so you know definitely watch this next week's game or at least look at it keep up with it watch the highlights on YouTube or something just see how Herbert does it should be a good one but we'll find out um, all right I've been saying this for years. Russell Wilson has been my MVP the past three, yeah, past three years. This will be four, right? Um, now, I don't know what MVP stands for. I mean, I, most valued player, but I don't know if, like, the definition is most valued player on the team or most valued player in the league. And that's where it gets confusing because he's de- he's got to be the most valuable player on that team out of every team. You know, uh, that the Seattle's – Seahawks team has not been, you know, what they were when they were the Legion of Boom. He's been carrying that team. Him and, I mean, Pete Carroll's a great head coach. It's just they just haven't had the cap or, you know, the players that they wanted. But DK Metcalf is stepping up. Tyler Lockett's been solid. Um, and they got a, DJ Moore played good on Sunday night. But Russell Wilson, is he's definitely carrying that team. And I think a part of it this season compared to other seasons is let Russ cook. I mean, just Sunday night, he had five passing touchdowns, one interception. And the interception wasn't even his fault. Greg Olson dropped the ball or tipped the ball to the defense for a pick six on the first play. Nothing Wilson can do about that. He only had 288 yards passing compared to the five touchdowns, but 288 is still a lot, especially against the Patriots team that runs the ball and runs the clock out. Um, Now, they did let Newton throw, but that's not the point. The point is that Wilson's winning MVP this season, and he hasn't even had a vote. Not only has he not won, he hasn't been voted as MVP in the past. So the fact that he, I mean, he probably sees that and thinks, what else do you want me to do? Comes into this season, you got the whole let Russ Cook movement going on. He stepped it up to a tier of quarterback play that I haven't seen in a while. I mean, I guess you could say Manning with the 2014-15 Broncos, and that offense was crazy. You could say, you know, Brady 
with Moss. You could say Rodgers when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, there and there's a few more, but this just Russell Wilson just seems like a whole other level. Uh, and you could even say Mahomes two years ago, but if you can, if you don't, if you get the chance to watch Russell Wilson, and you definitely should have watched the Sunday night game, watch him. He is crazy good right now. That Seahawks team is rolling; they're on fire. Honestly, they probably should have lost that game against the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are in the same play on the same goal line three times in a row. But besides that, Russell Wilson was definitely the highlight of the game. And definitely, he over he's overvaluing Cam Newton right now in talks. All right, let's move on. Last topic. It's going to be a shorter podcast today. Thursday night football. Miami Dolphins traveling upstate to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars on Thursday night. Jags are three-point favorites at minus 105. Over-under is 47.5. Um, so I'm taking Jags with the points, and I'm taking the over on this. Both teams have a decent defense, you know, with some star players, but not quite, you know, a team defense yet. Um, and then both have good mm, – I mean, the way Minshew's playing right now, they definitely have a good offense. And then the, the Dolphins are going to score some points, right? You mean 30, you know, 31-17, that's the over. So, yeah, I bet the over on that one. I definitely take Jags with the points. It's only three. You watch that game, you know, battle of facial hair at the quarterback position with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, watch that game. That is going to be a fun one. I do know the Jags already came out and said they're wearing all teal, so teal tops, teal bottoms. Hopefully, for my sake, the the Dolphins wear the uh, Dreamsicle color rush unis. That'll be a fun thing to watch. But, yeah, Thursday night will be fun. Minshew mania will happen. Fitz magic will happen. Close game, not close game, doesn't matter. It's going to be a fun watch. Definitely bet the over. I'm taking Jags with the points. Um, and that's it for today's episode. Next week, like I said, we will try to have Agoff on the pod. If not, I'll try to get another guy on. Uh, we're just going to keep trying new styles, try, kind of see what, out, what works out for us. Um, you know, this one's half the length of last one. So, you know, if y'all want one longer, if y'all, if y'all want it like this, if y'all want it shorter, Y'all just let me know. Most of y'all at right now have my number, my snap, all that stuff. Let me know in the comments. Uh, tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and, yeah, we're just going to kind of keep building to the audience. So, you know, it was a good week, too. Sucks with all, all the injuries, but there's a lot of quarterbacks doing good things right now. Week three is going to be an exciting one. I think week three will kind of be basically like the last preseason game. Uh, so, you know, we'll kind of get to see where teams really stand, but yeah, it was a good one. I'll see y'all next time.